Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page and chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you can't do that, you could still post something to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. Uh, this week first, a uh, little bit of announcement, a clarification. Next week, we are going to be off, so we will uh, we will be back at the beginning of July. Wait, we're doing a show Just tonight? To make sure everyone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Surprising, I know. Uh, I, I again, I was surprised at the number of people confusion, but apparently some of them are just joking with me and they're not really confused and just want to, you know, Bust give ball. me crap. So yeah. uh, this week on the show, we will be talking about uh, God's vaccine solution. Uh, but first, I wanted to mention uh, the 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 whole UFO thing. Like the reason is one of the things that I follow. Uh, for my news feed for religious news is the Center for Inquiry. Uh, the Morning Heresy is a good source for news. Absolutely. But recently, and it's not really but, but and recently in the Center for Inquiry uh, Morning Heresy, it has been not packed, but like a third of it has been about UFOs. Uh, the the report coming out of the the government and you know going to Congress and just it every, everybody is doing uh, podcasts and they're just talking about UFOs and extraterrestrial life and I haven't been including it because really I think we kind of covered it and the the idea that just because we don't know what it is doesn't mean it's aliens it means we don't know what it is like I thought yeah I thought this was settled yeah but it has been I just want to mention it again. Because my news feed, like I said, it's been about a third of the stories have been about UFOs. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't see any traction there. So I wanted to throw it out there. And if you guys thought there was traction, that we should talk about it, here's the opportunity. The only thought I had was around, I think that atheists have a vision of the future that looks like Star Trek. And the UFOs kind of, you know, are a path to that future. That's all I got. So so people are hoping that they're Vulcans and just... Dicking around yeah. and getting ready to give us warp drive. Yeah. And getting us out of this religious nonsense lifestyle that we live in currently. I personally have not given it much thought. <laughs> I'd like I thought it was weird that the government was like releasing the tapes, but didn't some other guy release them first? Yeah, they got leaked, right? Yeah, it got leaked and then they just kind of leaned into it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's grainy video. You know, I'm not really seeing anything that's blowing my mind here. No, it's drones. Don't don't know where the drones are from. They're China. Or, you know, Ganymede. Yeah. <laughs> it just, you know, it seems unlikely that any any sort of living creature that had the technology to travel from as far away that it would have had to have been to try to find life. I mean, I guess they could send drones and just be recording data and then the, that data has to get back to the that, you know, life form in order for them to react or whatever. I, I Okay, I'm not ruling out anything. Right. and. I mean, and that's kind of the, what we, the odd. That's what we did with Voyager. The idea that there is life out there somewhere, sure, I get that. It's just so far away, and they would have to be so technologically advanced. 
or they did I mean or they did it, you know, a half a million years ago. And it's something like well, it's you know, 75 generations away from Voyager. We sent out a a probe however long ago that was and it's extended beyond our solar system at this point. So, eventually it's going to run into something. It, it's stupid, so it, it can't do anything, but it's still out there. Well, it was also, stupid when we launched it. When it finds something, it'll be V'ger. So, <laughs> yeah. back to Star Trek. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Exactly. Also, if it is extraterrestrial life, like, are they just not giving a fuck about what's going on and just being flying around by planes and shit like that? Like, the ocean's a big place. If you wanted to go d- jump in the ocean, there's plenty of places where you can do it where no one could see you. True. Is it more likely that these things are there because the planes are there and it's probably China or, you know, whoever? Yeah, probably. I'm not Seems gonna be, more yeah, likely. I'm not going to be happy till one of these things lands, opens up, and someone comes out. <laughs> exactly. You know? Or a little flag comes out and goes, you belong to us now. Pachink. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we need to destroy this planet to make room for a highway. <laughs> <laughs> Eminent domain, yo. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a good run. <laughs> We've warned you for 60 years now <laughs> that this was happening. <laughs> I don't know why you weren't listening, yeah. All right, uh, a follow-up. Uh, we talked about this previously, but uh, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops has actually approved a document that is going to try to deny the president and other Catholic Democrats communion as long as they continue to support abortion. Yeah, I heard Meghan McCain's on board with this. Oh, I was worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, she, well, she has come out and, and firmly stated that she thinks that abor- abortion is murder and that Joe Biden should not get communion. Ah, do they not understand? Again, the Pope came out and said communion is between you and God and it is a pathway to God. Getting it isn't a reward for being good. It's a it's a it's a way of of getting better. Like that was from the Pope. So these bishops don't even understand their own religion. That's <laughs> well, he, he, that's my take. They're trying to exert control over him, like churches do, and they're not going to, you know, succeed. But right. doesn't mean they're not going to keep trying. Uh, no, I read in the Constitution, Karen, that if Joe Biden doesn't get community, he cannot run for president again. <laughs> like, ah. who mm-hmm. fucking cares? Okay, don't give it to him. Yeah. Th- then what? And again, it is up to his local bishop as to whether or not. He is able to receive right. communion. Right. Not he has already people. been denied communion prior without this document. Hmm. He went to some service down in Georgia when he was campaigning, and the guy was like, no. And he was like, all right, cool. What of? <laughs> they also tried to make the, the Conference of Bishops, they tried to make it seem like this was not about Biden. They're like, this is just about the idea that we can't have, you know, a politician who is supposed to be Catholic they they cannot be participating in the you know this this horrendous loss of life in our country and it's they they make they make it seem like it, this is the worst actually they state at one point that this is the worst infraction against life and i'm like have you been paying attention to what your own church has done yeah. how is abortion <laughs> the worst thing against life slavery was well, okay though if you <laughs> let abortion slide then who are the priests going to rape? <laughs> Adults? Gross. <laughs> they were awfully quiet during slavery. Right. Yeah. Well, and some of them were quiet, they, but they were definitely not on the right side mm-hmm. either. Turns out your book supports slavery. So uh, they also tried to make it clear that this was not about Biden, and uh, they failed when then they went to give some arguments, and it, they specifically mentioned Biden by name and <laughs> gave, nice. gave away the, the game. I'm sure he's losing sleep over this. He might be, unfortunately. 
Yeah, he's an old man and he's Catholic. Mm. He's got a dice. He's I, gonna, like- I, I think he's a he's a, a, an actual Catholic and he does believe that crazy nonsense. And I think he's you know he knows he's reaching the end of his term you know, life. And at some point he's going to go meet his maker. And if he's not right with you know the Catholic Church, what's going to happen? Mm. I mean, I'm sure he, I know he's a devout Catholic, but he also seems sort of like a smart cookie. Mm. And I just have a feeling that he's not really sweating this. I think like most Catholics and like most Christians, he has cherry picked the parts of the Bible and the parts of his faith that meet his needs. Mm-hmm. And I is I, I would assume that as long as he thinks he feels he is right with God, that it's fine. Sure. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't think he will let this inf- influence him. Oh, um, better not. <laughs> I will have a problem yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people will. What yeah. if it influences him in a vengeful way, and he takes away their tax exempt status? Oh, there you go. Because they're trying to inf- that's, you know, no, that's not going to happen. Political influence. No, he's not Trump. Yeah, yeah, Republicans Trump. will block that because somehow Republicans are able to block everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was yeah. going on when Trump was president because it seemed like a lot of things got through, but th- this time around, Republicans just stop everything. That's true. I don't. I also don't know how it works, but. It's it maybe maybe I'm just confused. Maybe when Trump was president, they didn't actually try to pass anything. They didn't. He just did everything by fiat. It, it was all you know. Um, what do they call them? Executive, executive orders. orders. Yeah, they, there were no laws passed except for yeah, routine that tax, things. That that tax cut made it through. That was that had to oh, be that had to, that had to be voted on, right? No, I thought he actually uh, did that. But that got around the the filibuster the same way the the. Uh, well, which way did- relief plan got around the filibuster? Yeah, they can do- yeah, which way does it work? If you're voting on budget stuff, you don't need 60? Correct. Right. Correct. Okay, anything else that requires no money requires 60. Yeah, the budget reconciliation is somehow doesn't need 60. Excuse Correct. me, excuse my, my unwokeness, but what a fucking retarded system. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are not incorrect. <laughs> right. On any of that, yeah. <laughs> so the so because I just heard that the for for the people act got shut down. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah that was Earlier no surprise. They were open about that. Oh yeah, there was no way that was going to pass. Yeah, Saki came on today and she said, "Yeah, we're not going to get ten magical votes." So I don't know why you're asking me questions. Next question. You know the things that they were asking for didn't seem that bad, but yet I saw Joe Kennedy come out or what's his? Is it Joe Kennedy? That sounds He's right. Dumb it. Is it the, Joe? It's Joe. The Hick Kennedy. Yes. Yeah. Where he. The what, Kennedy? Hick. Yes, the Hick Kennedy. I thought you said hit. I was like, no, this guy ain't no hit. <laughs> he comes out, he's like, it might as well have been called the Screw the People Act. And I'm like, what? Because they had same-day voter registration? It was like, these yeah. are all things that make it harder to vote. I'm like, as opposed to what's going on in Texas and, and Georgia? Yeah. It's just like, man, you just got to fucking lie and just yep. back your side no matter what. Yes. I can't that's, give Joe Biden away. Why I'm less startled? Yeah. Like if it, like we've been upfront about that, and they've been upfront about that. The only way Republicans can make headway at this point is to cheat. Yeah, oh well, yeah, so, we've established that. But yeah, so you, yeah, they got to cheat every time. Yeah, nope. When I listened to Susan Collins explain how this was a flawed bill and she just couldn't support it, I was like, mm. again, I. I you think Mitch McConnell could learn his lesson by now? <laughs> no. You stupid yeah. cunt. They've gone from doing a, a little political spin on everything to just telling <laughs> the exact opposite of the truth and running with it. Yeah. And but, smirking. And, 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 part, and, of the, and part of that <laughs> But part of that is the media's fault for not doing a follow-up question. Because when, when Kennedy goes, this might as well be called Screw the People Act because it, it, it's going to hinder voting. So much you go, how does same-day registration hinder you from voting? 
Yeah. Could you fo- follow that up, Mr. Senator? Or your lord, or whatever the fuck you call senators. <laughs> right. Well, because then you just pivot, don't answer the question, and thank them and excuse yourself. Right. It's your journalists need to get some fucking balls. Yeah. So the one thing that did pass this last week, actually, we mentioned it at the end of the, the, the show. Uh, Juneteenth was actually made a holiday. Uh, That's cool. Days before it happened. I'm surprised that didn't, that didn't require 100% votes in the Senate. <laughs> I think it, well, it got 60, <laughs> so, uh. Yeah. No, I didn't know if there was some rule for federal holidays that you need, like, 110%. So you need ah. to somehow magically get extra votes in the Senate in order to pass a national holiday. There were, what, what was it? it was four, 14 that did not um, that did not support it, I think? Their names are yeah. publicized. Yes. Not just their names, but their pictures as well. The, the And if you look <laughs> at the pictures that, that had all 14 of them lined up, what do you think they had in common? <laughs> a bunch of old white men? They were all white and they were all guys? They were all old white men. Yep. Yeah. The balls on these motherfuckers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just, boy, they just must be real comfortable where they're at. Who was that uh, senator that kept blocking it, claiming he thought it was, was Ron, it Ron, Ron Johnson? Ron Johnson, yeah. yep. Thank you. <laughs> what? Why would we give people another federal holiday? That's expensive. <laughs> lame excuse. Like, it's just so sad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Republican Party is in. Did you hear the story about them not shaking the hands of the the... The police officers, yeah. yeah, the Capitol police officers, yeah, and and absolutely because they, they didn't want to or something. They were, I don't know if they were trying to stop them from getting the the Medal of Honor or something, but oh my god, oh, they're yeah. willing to go anywhere on this. This these back the blue motherfuckers won't shake a cop's hand who we got put in the hospital, right? right. And who protected them with his own life? Yeah. yeah, it's it's astonishing. Yeah. Oh my god, if I was a Capital City fucking police officer right now, or Capitol building police officer, the next time somebody comes up, I'd be like, right on through. Just like last time, I guess. Just right on through, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Ron Johnson's office is right down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently last time I didn't do it right, so. You don't have a gun? Here's mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to the Juneteenth thing. There was an article also on the Washington Post, an opinion article that uh, I, I wanted to mention. It basically asked the question, is, is recognizing Juneteenth as a federal holiday a completely hollow victory? And I understand the point being made that Juneteenth as a federal holiday, it doesn't get anyone anything. However, we have been living in a society that has rules and school books made by white supremacists, um, by people who – the ruling class, right? That's, that's right. our national history is white supremacy and the – complete subjugation of African-Americans. Like, that is our, our American history. So the idea that we now have a holiday based on doing away with that, it right. it throws it in people's face. And, and it is a step forward. I don't think it's a completely hollow victory. No. No, I, you're com- you are completely correct, Ray. I think it is, like, like you said, it provides acknowledgement and visibility. I made it to 42 years old. Having never heard of Juneteenth. Mm. Same here. That should not have... I'd be possible. When it was first brought up to me two or two or three years ago, I'm like, what is this, some kind of gay thing? Because <laughs> it was Pride Month, so I just assumed Juneteenth was something to do with gay people. Sure. And you know what I say? Fuck it. Lean into it. Embrace it. Make it a drinking holiday. <laughs> June doesn't even really have a drinking holiday in it, does it? Yeah. yeah. May does. July does. Juneteenth, you go out and get drunk. And celebrate the end of slavery. 
Right. I don't uh, I don't know where I saw it, but I did see that the apparently one theme that a lot of uh, people are, are leaning into is the idea of like having things that are red, like uh, using the red solo cups with like a red punch and doing barbecue because the red represents the bloodshed by the slaves that were in the U.S. So. I'm okay with that. Like I don't, I don't know what other traditions are going to come in in place on Juneteenth. So you know, well, why do you drink on St. Patrick's Day? The Irish have no idea. That's an excuse because oh. you're prejudiced against Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> now, and you assume they're all alcoholics. Yeah. Now, having said all this, just today I was passing a black couple in the parking lot of Walmart, and we locked eyes for a second, and I gave the nod, and the guy was like, "Oh, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hey." And I was like, I wonder next year if I could be like, oh, happy Juneteenth. And I'm like, well, do I specifically say that to a black person? And if I do, am I saying congratulations that you're not a slave anymore (laughs) or that there's no possibility of you being a slave? And I was like, I think I'm just going to keep it to myself and not say anything. So you're asking what Juneteenth etiquette is. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't go. is the correct move. Just shut my mouth. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. What I should have said was nothing. But. Looking into it and maybe Googling a, an appropriate solution to that is – I feel like you could say that. Well, I mean, I in a sense, I kind of wanted to let him know. I'm like, hey, I'm back on Juneteenth, you know? Yeah. But saying happy Juneteenth feels wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because it's such a horrible thing that happened, you know, like – I mean, well – Right, but I it mean, marks the end of that horrible thing, so right. you're allowed to celebrate a little bit. Yeah, but it's not like Merry Christmas or, you know, Happy New Year. These are joyous events. You're like, yeah, this was just a thing that should have happened. Congratulations. <laughs> and it happened eventually. Well, no, Jeff makes a point. It's just like, you know, happy Memorial Day. I've never uttered those three words in my <laughs> life to anybody. I'm sorry. I'm sure at least someone has. Oh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had people say that to me because they knew that I was a veteran. And they're like, happy Memorial Day. I'm like, wrong holiday. I'm not, not really sure you know what's going on here. <laughs> One, you shouldn't be happy. Uh, I mean, I get you want to express, you know. Ah. ah, yeah. Happy Memorial Day is, should not be the greeting. I don't know what Memorial right. Day greeting should be. I'm just saying. Right. There shouldn't be one. It just, <laughs> who's, I mean, like, I understand, like, there's sort of like a celebration, but it's not really like a celebration on veg- on Memorial Day. It's more of like a mourning. Yeah. You well, know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a remembrance of, you know, people that gave their lives for the country. So, yeah, it's not really a celebratory thing. Yeah, so to say happy Memorial Day, yeah. like, I'm not happy. People right. died, you know? <laughs> Maybe they died of natural causes after living full lives. I don't know. Listen, t- until now, I could never tell the difference between the two of them anyway. <laughs> between veterans. Like Labor Day and Memorial Day? No, between veterans and Memorial. Mm. Or, la- oh. or Labor Day, because I feel like Labor Day people are sad for some fucking reason, too. <laughs> <laughs> Because summer's over and you got to go back to school and things. Well, Labor Day has been completely perverted, though. Labor Day is supposed to be a day where we we celebrate people that work. And what do we make them do? Go and work. I mean, all the stores are open. (laughs) It's it's a sale day. It's completely backwards. I don't know. I just feel like three times out of the year when I log into Facebook, I'm going to see pictures of people staring at graves and American flags waving off in the sky. And it's these three holidays. I don't even know why I think Labor Day has it, but I swear it does. Hmm. Like, any excuse to talk about fucking veterans, people will do. Sure. <laughs> but now I know. Memorial Day is the day that I talk to Ray, right? <laughs> no. I know. <laughs> no, just Dustin. Oh. No! He's alive, too! <laughs> I know, I know, Dustin. I do hate America. <laughs> Dustin asked, why do you hate America so much, Jared? <laughs> 
Jews run America, Dustin. They don't hate it. <laughs> All right. Before we go down that hole anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took a weird turn. I loved it. Uh, so we were talking about Juneteenth. Back, I wanted to, to bring up the, uh, the uh, critical race theory again. There's an article, again on the Washington Post. I got a lot of Washington Post things this week. There was an article uh, talking about Christopher Rufo. So apparently this guy was on Fox News at a time when Trump was watching Fox, which, when isn't he, apparently? And he brought up critical race theory. And this was this was a, a ways back. And apparently, right after Rufo was on Fox News talking about critical race theory and how it was a bad thing and it taught kids that all white people were evil that that's his theory it was like a couple days later or maybe the next day that trump decided that he was going to make this an issue so i think we have christopher rufo to thank for this becoming a thing again and again just so we're clear critical race theory is the idea that when you look at anything economic background and things going on in the country that you are you critically look about is this thing affected or was it affected by slavery existence, by how we've treated immigrants? Like you you just critically take a look at how race is affecting whatever the topic is that you're looking at. And it is not a indoctrination that all white people are evil. It's just look at it critically and see if try and determine if it's a factor. That's all it is. But now it's a Republican I mean- talking point. We're not not evil. <laughs> As in we general. Have maju- we right. have a majority of them. But, they're, you know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we talked about this like two weeks ago. Yeah. Briefly. And then it's all I've been hearing about <laughs> for the past two weeks. And it, like, did you see that one woman break down about critical race theory being taught in the school? And it wasn't even being taught in that school? No. She, she was at some school board meeting and just broke down because it might one day. And I'm like, what is going on here? Well, and critical race theory is usually a college level deep dive kind of thing. It's not something that right. they don't. This is not something they teach in elementary school. I don't know. According <laughs> to Megyn Kelly, in, in elementary school, they're telling little white kids how bad they are. You saw that interview on Bill Maher. Yeah, she's an idiot. And that's what. Yeah, and I was. That's why I was like, "Is that fucking true?" Like, no. <laughs> well, I think the only part of it that um, and this is not critical race theory. And I think this is what actually the the the. The GOP has a problem with. They want to whitewash whitewash history. They don't want to acknowledge <laughs> the the bad things that were done in this country. They don't like to think about it. They 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 don't want to acknowledge that slavery. I mean, they don't want to acknowledge that slavery was a bad thing for everybody. They a couple of politicians have actually come out and said, "Oh, it's not so bad for slaves. They got you know two square meals a day, kind of thing." Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. <laughs> I so think the li- term whitewash is just so appropriate here. Yeah. They don't- I guess so, because I, I feel like when we were taught that, it was very simple and very non-political. It was, we had slaves. It was bad. And then there was a war. And then we didn't. Because because the, some people still wanted the slaves, and then we didn't, and it was over. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay. It went on with their fucking day. That sucks. And that seems pretty now, reasonable. N- I think in high school, you could get into a little bit more about, you know- what the ramifications of that were in the in your American history class, but they're not teaching you that all white people are evil. They're just telling you that you know we did some eh, not so good things in the past, and that's what the GOP doesn't like. They don't like the characterization of white people to be anything than other than positive. 
I guess so. Because when I heard this back then, I didn't go, oh, man, that's horrible. For I feel guilty. And, you know, like this could portray white people in a bad light. I'm just like, wow, people I don't know were assholes. Right. Yeah, those guys were dicks. Yeah. Back in the day. Can you yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> wow. Just like 100 years from now, people were like, can you believe they didn't let gay people get married? Yeah. <laughs> Again, those guys were dicks. <laughs> yeah, right. Although, although I guess when the with the new history course, it'll be like, no, Republicans were fighting for gay marriage, and the Democrats were blocking it. <laughs> we want to switch That's sides. Definitely by where then. we're headed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something will happen. Joe Manchin will make a big exodus of people going Democrat to Republican, and it'll flip again. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how it's an issue. Again, other than the former president created something out of nothing to try to distract people from the other crimes he was committing. Because you're right, it, I feel like it shuffles out, at least for me it did, the same way Jared did, and now they're saying, after you've learned this, don't just blow it off. Think about that, how how that might affect generations to come. Right. right. And think about how you can work to improve those relationships, and uh, then you go on with your day. <laughs> yeah, and so, it yeah. always goes back to the same thing we said last week, that if you think that when this is brought up, that they're talking about you, and that somehow it's portraying you as a racist, you're a fucking racist, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing that is racist. Whether you are innately, inherently racist at your core may be a different question, but stop being racist about this. <laughs> if, you def if your gut reactions defend to defend what the racist did, you might be a racist. Yeah. Yeah, because like when I hear like a hate, hate crimes are on the rise or something like that, I know they're not talking about me. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll use that as a transition. So speaking of crimes, <laughs> uh, I found this very interesting. In Portland, Oregon, um, apparently 50 members of the Portland police, the crowd control unit, have just resigned from their assignment on Wednesday. So they didn't resign from their job. They're still cops. Right. But they resigned. Thank you for reading more than just the headline of that, because I had my favorite co-workers try to talk to me about that. And I said, please read the rest of the article. <laughs> oh, my None God, Ian. Quit. I'm in the same boat. Not only that, I heard crime is up 550% in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I went, if you read one more paragraph into that article, you will read the line, zero of these guys quit. Right. They all volunteered for a position where they thought volunteering would let them beat people with billy clubs. When one of them was told you can no longer beat people with billy clubs, they all said, we don't want this position anymore right. that, because they're all assholes. That is precisely what happened. Uh, during one of the protests, one of the officers, Corey Budworth, went uh, – he was just found uh, guilty, I believe, of the uh, assault in the fourth degree. It carries up to a one-year jail sentence. He – hit a woman repeatedly in the head with a baton, pushed her to the ground, and then continued to hit her with the baton, and then turned his back on her and walked away. Because he knew she was not being violent toward him. He turned his, her, his back on her. Like, clearly, he knew what he was doing. But, um, yeah, so he was found guilty, and the day after he was found guilty, um, these 50 police officers had a meeting and all voted to resign from their position in the crowd control unit. Good riddance. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's like Mad Max over there in Portland now, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so my question is, why don't we do uh, in Portland like what was done in Camden? All right. Get rid of them. Hire yeah. a new police force. Start over. 
Start over with people who are actually willing to protect and serve, who aren't looking for an excuse to hit a woman in the head with a baton. Seems pretty reasonable. <laughs> Just my theory. <laughs> so apparently, uh, next article, the leftists are getting uh, leftists. I hate that term. But in any case, people <laughs> on the uh, more progressive side are getting more uh, of an idea of how to strike back at uh, some of these people who are not being prosecuted. And um, they're doing it by doxing. And I'm kind of curious how, what people think about this. So... There's one story in particular. This again was during a protest. There was a guy that, that this was, um, it was the Million MAGA March on November 14th. Guy cornered a woman, yelled at her, and a, a crowd formed around her and a journalist. They had guys yelling at them. She recorded the whole thing, posted it. Eventually, due to like a, a Twitter outcry, people went around, found out who this person was. Like they just, tweeted and communicated back and forth, found out the, who this person was, where he worked, informed his employer. He has since been fired. Uh, his wife posted a video complaining, saying that, you know, he was fired and he's being mistreated. And she was then fired from <laughs> her job. Wow. So they, they're, they're reemployed at different places, uh, making less money. And my question is, is doxing legitimate like is this a legitimate course of action for somebody who's you know well has, so, has done these ridiculous things define doxing i first. don't know ray how do you feel about lynch mobs yeah well i'm a little confused what is what was this guy's crime for he just yelled at a woman i'm trying to see exactly what it is i know that he turned on her and yelled what's up you stupid bitch and then a crowd formed around her and a journalist with uh, men screaming at them and this is basically the, the Million MAGA March and uh, the crowd getting, like, out of control and seeing people as being, like, liberals in their group and turning on them. I don't know that they were physically harmed. They were threatened. But they, yeah, uh. they were They were um, intimidated, um, stepped on her toes, touched her in an unwelcome manner. I'm a little iffy on doxing because, uh, you know, it could happen on the other side, too, and... These people will come find you, probably. Like, if you did a crime and they're trying to find you, then I'm okay with it. Well, I think um, what they did could be um, assault. But they weren't arrested. They weren't charged with anything. This was specifically a, a doxing. And to be clear, we had a question on Discord. Doxing is when you find out a person's personal information, their address, their, their phone number, and you post online the person's information and in this case and in a lot of the other cases what they did or you know a video of them being obnoxious or or whatever so i'm kind of curious where you were going with that ian where i was going with, okay good if my <laughs> if my tone and volume were unclear <laughs> doxing is finding someone that you disagree with getting an internet lynch mob together and going full force at them for however much compensation you feel is appropriate because of that hey we live in a society and that's how things should be handled apparently mm. i don't know that this qualifies as that then i mean she was arguably um assaulted and she took those complaints to the police yeah and they were dismissed mm. i don't know there's no i don't see that anywhere no because it's just vigilante justice yeah this is this is the next step of outrage on social media this is what happens when you report people's Twitter reactions as fucking news. Then they get all their friends together and they decide whether or not you should remain employed. They decide 
where you can shop or if you should get screamed out of whatever neighborhood you live in. These people are nothing but vigilantes, and it's bullshit. Hmm. I'm leaning more towards Ian's side, but in certain cases, I feel like, eh, like, you know, like if somebody goes on like a really nasty racist rant or something in public, and uh, someone's like, yo, you know this dude works at so-and-so or something? Like, like, I feel like that's not so bad, but then you're... But Ian's right. It is kind of a lynch mob because then the address comes out, and then people start showing up. I mean, look what happened to those uh, poor Sandy Hook parents that had to move like five times because Alex Jones doxed them. Mm. You know, and they had to keep moving because his nutcase listeners kept showing up at their doorstep and calling them fucking liars and saying that they never even really had a kid or whatever. What about that fucking dude who worked at Dominion? And he yeah. got doxxed and he got blamed for the Dominion machines that were switching Trump votes to to Biden. Now he's in fucking hiding. But yeah. again, you know, if you're an if you're an actual Nazi, <laughs> eh, fucking dox him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's you know, I guess there's levels to it, but it is not for the mob to decide. Yeah, uh, I agree. But I would also like to know. I mean, it's a tricky situation. I, but again, I, I more lean towards Ian's side just because it could be used for evil as well. And I, I no. kind of am on the argument, uh, the argument that um, just because they did something that I don't like, it's okay, as opposed to you know something that I did that somebody else doesn't like. Right now, the one distinction I would make is, I mean, that some of the examples we're talking about is people showing up at their houses and threatening them in person and that sort of thing. In this case, what was what was done was the the employer was informed and then the employer took an action against them. Does that justify it? I I can't really make that argument. Like there's just a little bit of a difference there than putting a, somebody's address online and showing up, you know, armed at their house. Like that's that's mm -hmm. way more of a dangerous situation. Yeah, but then you get into those weird things where you're firing people for thought crimes in certain situations. Like, maybe not necessarily that one, mm. but, you know, remember that poor girl who did that tweet where she went on the plane and said, I, I'm going to Africa, I hope I don't get AIDS? Right. Like, it turned out, like, she's not a racist. <laughs> like, she's just a dummy. <laughs> but her life was ruined when she landed in Africa. <laughs> well, it's, it's and I'm pretty, the, sure she, sure, I'm pretty sure she got docked. Like, everyone's like, this is where she works, Some employer fired her. I mean, is the problem that, you know, we, we, the, the internet makes everything that we do, if it's, if it's potential if it's filmed it, the potential exists for it to be everywhere i mean is that part of the problem i think what ian's point is is that human beings can't be trusted to use this pr power properly because we're too bloodthirsty <laughs> agreed and that, yeah, like i'm glad that this situation kind of worked out but that doesn't make doxing okay yeah, yeah. it is it, it, <laughs> i don't know i don't have much more to say because mm. i'm not being swayed on this one uh, no one has i like maybe and honestly i'm open to new information if i hear it but this is a straight up lynch mob mentality. It is 100% wrong and it needs to stop. Well, that ain't going to happen. No, yeah. I know. Because again, like you said, it's 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 a bigger thing. And what Karen was saying, this is all the fault of the internet. The internet is a steaming pile of garbage that human beings do not deserve to have. Mm. They are too stupid to have this much power. You're right. Yeah, because I you would, could I would, do, you could do good things with this, but you don't. Yeah. You could, but why would you? I, I would well, make the argument that that the internet is an incredible tool that uh, humans don't deserve to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a double edged sword, Ray. <laughs> Listen, I love the internet; it's given me so much. But yes, I also feel it's good destroying the planet. <laughs> yeah, because there are people in certain corners of the internet 
that are just waiting and laying in the weeds for shit like this to happen so they could destroy people's there are people who just solely live to destroy other people's lives yeah i mean to the- find the smallest infraction or to make one up fucking whole cloth or misinterpret what you said i mean years and, ag- you know years ago they there were uh, people that would go around and identify and film people going into gay bars and then post their faces on the internet to get them fired from their jobs or you know excommunicated from their church or whatever it wasn't cool then, and it's not cool now. So it, it, it goes both ways. You can't accept one and not the other. So, yeah, I, I think you are probably right. And it, um, But the guy was such a jerk. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, the answer is call the police. This guy threatened you. It was borderline assault. Call the police. Give him the information. Sure, you have it on video. Yeah. And also, it's a different situation, too, if the employer – came across the video on his own or you sure. know a friend who was like yo doesn't this guy work for you and it'd be like oh i don't want that guy working for me now but even then you're still kind of firing him for a thought crime mm, it wasn't really a thought crime it was more of a yeah eh. i was kind of verbally assaulting someone in public yeah, yeah. it could have been i mean i figured i figured i figured at this point you probably knew what kind of jerk off he was anyway yeah <laughs> you just didn't want the publicity you know, for the, your company <laughs> yeah these people don't just sit there quietly and hold their beliefs to themselves i've learned <laughs> Typically not. All right. I like I said. I was kind of curious if we would have uh, come to an agreement on that because uh, we we had talked about doxing before, but in the you know kind of the, in the opposite manner. I think we talked about it specifically doxing somebody who was LGBTQ and how you know how awful it was for them. So just just wanted to throw it out there. Having said all that, it's still okay to punch a Nazi in public. Oh yeah. <laughs> Certainly should be. Knock yourself out and knock them out. <laughs> there should be a defense fund for, for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, next thing that I have, I wanted to uh, to talk about Affordable Care Act. Uh, the Supreme Court did rule that the Affordable Care Act can stand. Again. Yeah. Third time. Once again. <laughs> seven to two. I don't know who the two were. I didn't, I didn't look it up. <laughs> I'm going to uh, take a guess. <laughs> Ian, you want to guess with me? <laughs> yeah, it was um, uh, Clarence Thomas. Oh, and... that was not my guess. Oh, that's always my guess. And Amy, I don't know, Amy, Amy, me cur- What's that? Amy Comey Barrett is my new Clarence Thomas. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it was Alito and Thomas? Wow. Yeah, there we go. That makes the most sense. That was wow. going to be my other guess. If that is act- Yeah, they've been throwing me all sorts of curveballs with reasonable, unanimous <laughs> rulings lately. <laughs> right. Did you see the the NCAA ruling? Yeah, I did. Yeah, holy smokes, that blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, did not I was that. generally shocked about that too. So what? You, Ray, you said you did not see that. No, I I, I said I, I did see it, and I was shocked. Oh, I was right. surprised. Yeah, I was shocked. Uh, but and there was another ruling very recently that was unanimous about uh, whether or not someone with a very specific drug conviction could seek clemency, and they were like, "No, absolutely not." The, and it was it was a it, like it was a very literal interpretation of the law, which is what I expect from the Supreme Court. But then when they deliver, I'm still stunned somehow. <laughs> so, uh, for anybody who's listening, do you want to uh, say what the NCAA thing was? Oh, uh, the NCAA for the last forever has been making billions and billions of dollars off college athletes and insist that if they are allowed to be compensated in any way or they use their name, image, or likeness in any way, then it ruins the 
the purity and the the amateur nature of the sport, and it'll start to cloud the lines between professional and college sports, and and the consumers won't be able to choose. And blah blah. <laughs> and Free blah. Justice was like, "Are you kidding? <laughs> Do you think you could apply that ridiculous logic to any other thing in the free market?" Yeah, Kavanaugh was like. So if I want to open a restaurant and not pay my cooks because I want the purity, I want them to be cooking for the love of cooking, not because I'm paying them. Do you think that would fly? And he listed like every possible business. And he was like, you guys are the worst. <laughs> you know, and on top of that, now, my restaurant's making billions of dollars and my cooks are on the <laughs> on the, right. the front page of my menu, all five of them. <laughs> right. But uh, I mean, they they will not, you know, again, they tried to make the decision as narrow as possible. But, you know, as clear as possible. So now, you know, they're not going to get, you know, they're still going to be amateur athletes and they're not going to get paid. But schools now, when recruiting athletes of, of any status, can say, you know, if you're leaving high school and you were a, a top tier gymnast and you're choosing between three schools and one of the schools says, hey, if you come here, you know, we can get you an internship a year abroad and... uh you know, all this in addition to a scholarship, you go, yeah, pick that school. Mm. So the richest schools get the, the get the best players from now on is what you're saying. Yes. I mean, they get them now anyway, but yeah. now it's, you that's know, the, now any, the students can actually benefit from this. And that's how any major professional sport works too, so. Right. I mean, if you're a college athlete and you want to get drafted into the NFL, you do everything you can to go to Alabama. True. Like, that's just the way it is. The starting lineup of Alabama is going to win the college championship, and they're all going to go in the first – seven of them are going to go in the first round of the draft, and that's not uncommon. Now, you know, even more so, you know, the, the – but you're right. You're right. There's there's not going to be like a, you know, necessarily, hey, this – and it, it's not going to prevent that, though. They're going to be able to recruit more heavily, but they're still going to be the under-the-radar kids. They're still going to be kids that don't want to go too far from home, mm. but it'll be nice that – they will be able to be educationally compensated in other ways that will hopefully help benefit them. I mean, just knowing how much the NCAA pulls in annually is yeah. disgusting. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to say overall, I'm, I'm shocked when when this current Supreme Court makeup fires off more than zero reasonable rulings in a row. Right. And they've been like three for three. So there was also another ruling that I wanted to get into. It was the... Uh the ruling for the Catholic Foster Agency, yeah. Fulton versus Philadelphia. So without getting into all of the details of it again, I just wanted to discuss the, the ruling and what they, they came up with. So the idea was, just real quick summary, there was uh, a Catholic Foster Agency that said that we are not going to allow foster children into uh, a gay home. So two foster parents who are homosexual cannot uh, we we will never recommend a foster child to a house that has two gay parents. And uh, there was a lawsuit concerning that because they receive state funding to be a foster service. So how can you receive state funding and not follow the state rules? And 9-0, the ruling came out that the, the city, Philadelphia, was uh, prejudiced against the Catholic agency and that the Catholics can discriminate on who and where they send the foster children. And it gets way more complicated after that. Because my first thought is, wait, how did nine justices vote this way? Yeah. And I'd need way more details. Right. <laughs> so the, the, the court did not 
establish a general right for religious organizations to violate non-discrimination laws. That's not what they said. Right. What? So it, it's really more complicated because yeah. it talks about uh, there, there was a prior case, Employment Division versus Smith, which was from 1990. Scalia uh, led the court in uh, just uh, Employment Division versus Smith in ruling that if there was a law that was generally applicable, and not motivated by animus toward a religion, that the Constitution did not require an exemption for religious organizations. So if a law is applied generally, religious organizations still have to follow that law. They do not get an exception. And this is what is referred to as the Smith ruling from 1990. And apparently there was a whole bunch of arguments between the justices about the Smith ruling and whether the Smith ruling should be overturned, which is not a good thing for them to be arguing about. This is a precedent. This is something that had already been ruled on. But apparently this new group, they're willing to overturn whatever. Barrett and Kavanaugh actually wrote a concurrence saying that they felt that Smith should be overturned. But Barrett said, I didn't I don't know what to replace it with. So we're not going to do that at this time. Hmm. So you don't like the law, but you don't know what it should be. That's a that's a brilliant statement there, Justice. Um, and then Alito had like a 70-page magnum opus, is what they call it, uh, to explain why Smith was wrongly decided in the first place and should be reversed. Uh, but in any case... What they came down, what it came down to was that they said that Philadelphia did rule incorrectly against the Catholics, but not in a way that violated their religious uh, First Amendment. So, so it, they basically said, in this case, the Catholic group isn't wrong in discriminating against gays and lesbians, but that doesn't mean we won't rule, rule differently in the future. Wow. That's that's the summary I got. So is can the Philadelphia say, all right, so any and all of the foster agencies that we work with may not um, discriminate and refuse to place children in families of gay couples. Is that still open to them? The way that- Regardless of whether it's religious or non-religious. The way it sounds to me, the, the different articles I've read, that should be correct. Okay. And that sounds like what the Supreme Court's saying. Okay. Phew. So there's another article that I threw in from Bloomberg.com that goes into the details of the Smith precedent and how it affects this ruling. And it, the really worrisome thing, again, is not just that they did rule against LGBTQ rights, because they did. Mm. The, the problem is, the real problem is that many of them said, we want to overturn the Smith precedent and just rewrite constitutional law. The fact that they're looking at that for this means they're definitely going to be looking at it for Roe v. Wade. Like, I mean, we know that anyway, mm. but... That's the Supreme Court I know and love. Now I feel better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Even though it was a quote-unquote unanimous decision, 9-0, to zero, to to do it this way, because they all came to the same conclusion that by the law, Philadelphia did not adjudicate this in a, in a constitutional way. They all agreed on that. However, they did not agree about the Smith rule. They didn't agree about the LGBTQ rights. They did like, the, there's a whole lot of contention. And even, even the conservative justices seem to be in contention about whether or not to overturn Smith. So wow. it, it was a very weird, complicated ruling. 
And I just threw in three different articles about it because there's a lot of information there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on to politics. Um, I don't know anything about this next thing. Uh, Was this, uh, I don't know who threw this in, Trump and his his Georgia, he says he won Georgia? Oh, yeah. I hadn't heard about this. So Georgia um, cleared 100,000 people off of their voter polls. It was people that hadn't voted in the last two elections. It was, you know, it's Georgia, they were being dicks, but it's just not an uncommon thing to happen. So Trump saw that and went, oh, see, 100,000. I lost by less than that, therefore I won. So, but it was people who hadn't voted in the last two elections, and he's thinking that they just wiped out 100,000 votes? Correct. Because he's an idiot. It doesn't really operate in reality, does he? No. No. Like, alarmingly, no. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for August to come and go and still have Joe Biden as our president. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little concerned about August, but... Why? Uh, because the people who are still following the, the, the QAnon true believers, I, I think they're going to get more and more violent as this goes on. They're, they're, the herd is thinning, but they're getting more intense. Well, I imagine if they show up at the Capitol again, that the Capitol Police will just beat the living shit out of them <laughs> this time. I hope so. Yeah. Because if I, like we stated before, if I was a cop there, I'd be mighty pissed off at everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that happened on January 6th, I mean, you have, <sighs> I, I just don't get it. Like, you have the cops in Portland beating people in the head with batons, and you have people attacking the Capitol, and they're just like, Meh, I guess I'll stand in your way a little bit. Oh, you got by. <laughs> Like, well, don't you know? Don't you know the new story with the Capitol? It was all the FBI. Oh, right. right. That was the yeah, next that- story, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, specifically, Tucker Carlson has been talking about the insurrection, and uh, he says that it was all done by the FBI. <laughs> they had uh, they had plants. They were the ones instigating the whole thing. It was the FBI. <laughs> what? They just cannot get their story fucking straight. Who was it? Was it Patriots? Was it Antifa? Was it Black Lives Matter? Was it uh, the FBI? And I'm missing one. What am I missing? Oh, it was just a peaceful walk through the Capitol. Right, <laughs> right just tourists. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump supporters, but they were just being nice. It, it, like, there's five different versions of what happened for them. Yeah. And as we Jeff got- asked in Discord, so why don't they want to investigate this? <laughs> <laughs> they do know we've got video, right? There are thousands of hours of video that you can watch in, in excruciating detail. Oh, and CNN released some nasty shit this week. Did you guys see that? No. I don't believe I so. cannot find it online. I happen to be listening to it in the car. And they're like, yeah, we've been fighting for months to release this video. Um, blah, blah, blah. It was blocked for such and such reason. And they and CNN just let the F-bombs fly oh. on this video. And it was it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, no less. <laughs> which was the most shocking thing to me. But I was like, ah, fuck it. Kids can handle a fuck here and there. <laughs> but it was just this guy. It was all caught on uh, body cam from one of the police officers. Right. Oh, the shit coming out of these people's mouths about fucking killing them. And they're traitors. And they're going to fuck them up. And they're pussies. And blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God. These cops, how did they not... I mean, I've seen cops snap for less shit. <laughs> yeah, the level of professionalism in the Capitol Police was amazing. Can, yeah. For the, Did they just recognize that they were outnumbered yeah. 10 to 1? Well, the one guy on the floor of the house said that. And the, the, you know, the Q shaman was just, well, why don't you do something about it? It's like, one of me, five of you. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I could shoot you all. Seems unwise. <laughs> yeah, pull your fucking gun out, dude. But they were, if they were black, you would have. 
They were yeah. specifically told to restrain from using any sort of uh, violence. Or, right. Yeah. Against Trump's followers. Yeah. Yep. No, they were specifically told to do that because they didn't want them shooting FBI agents oh. that were staging this coup, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> this really elaborate. <laughs> oh, my God. Kind of hoping. Yeah. So hope so, this turns them against them. <laughs> that's the thing about this, this Tucker Carlson thing that I really don't get. So you're saying that this group was at the Capitol on January 6th. They were there on January 6th because this is when the Congress was going to uh, verify that, that Biden was the winner. But it was actually the FBI who happened to work for Biden, and they were the ones storming the Capitol to stop Biden? They didn't is work that... for Biden yet. They worked for Trump at the time. Right, but it's the FBI. It's the elites. Oh, right. Are they it's the ones the who put state. Biden in place? Right. The deep state. They hate They hate Trump. So they staged this elaborate thing and got 10,000 FBI agents to dress up like MAGA freaks. <laughs> we know who they are. 400 of odd of them have been arrested already. They're all over Dude, the country. Dude, the shaman is, is fucking director of the FBI in, like, Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know that? Fucking like Q shaman. <laughs> <laughs> They're all high level. Without his helmet, he looks a- like such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> he looks. Like I don't a think I've seen him with it. Is he bald? I yes, just assumed he, he was bald. Is he? He is bald. Yes. Oh, that's great. It's <laughs> fucking great. I would say Some that people, Jared can make fun of bald people. It's, yes. Some people are not uh, secure in their baldness. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I love it when they remove their headwear. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, we are after 10 o'clock. Um, the next things that I have, transitioning on to some COVID stuff. I did want to mention every week I do put on the website uh, the dashboard from Johns Hopkins uh, concerning the, the numbers, the current numbers, which you can drill drill down into some. Uh, it's, it's still a useful tool to see how things are going. Uh, the Center for Inquiry still has a resource center on what's truth, what's misinformation being put out there. Uh, and the FDA also still has a running list of COVID-19 products. So these are all places you can check. Um, we also got emailed a link, and it was suggested we add this to the website as well. And I'm throwing it in there, and with a little bit of a qualifier, I did not have time to vet this site or to really dig in deep. It's it's on dnaweekly.com. It looks like it is a guide to the vaccines that are out there. Again, I didn't verify the information there, but it looks good, and it was recommended by a listener, so I thought I would throw it out there. Um, if anybody wants to, to take a look and fact check it, we can t- t- look at it next week. I also um, I also want to add another one as well, which I did forgotten about. Um, okay. There is The CDC has a county view of uh, vaccine rates, so you can take a look in your county and see how many people of what age groups have received the vaccine, which is fascinating county by county i mean in, in pennsylvania it goes from like in the 90 percent down near philadelphia to like 30 percent up in the the, the mid norths it's pretty fascinating i'm sorry <laughs> you did your part. i'm trying my best i mean like you know elk county up in there not oh, okay. zero city like, land you know, i'm doing what i can <laughs> could you throw that link uh in the file i'll put it on the web page as well good yep I read lots of scary stuff. It tells me that if you don't get vaccinated right now, you will definitely get the Delta variant and you will definitely die. Oh, I did see uh, that there is now a Delta Plus in India. So yay for that. Ah, crap. <laughs> oh, is that where you get to keep all your powers from your last save game? <laughs> <laughs> and do a new run through of COVID? Exactly. Uh. <laughs> uh, so while we're talking about COVID overseas, Brazil, which is 
uh, just yeah. way worse than than India, believe it or not. The the numbers are just horrendous in Brazil because the main strategy of the government is basically a oh well, as the article says, a cocktail of unproven drugs. That's their strategy with dealing with the virus. That's a good idea. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's still, still better than Duterte's. Well, I don't know. You don't get back, back people vaccinated. So in the Philippines, um, Duterte has said, if you don't get vaccinated, we'll put you in jail. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I'm, they pretty much did the same thing in China. Yeah, that's super on brand for him. Right. Is. Yeah, but he- didn't he Didn't he use the war on drugs to murder his opposition as well? Right. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm surprised he's, you know, pro-vaccine. That's kind of off-brand, I thought. Uh, yeah, but I'm okay with it. I'll let that pass. <laughs> <laughs> he uses his evil for good as well as evil? <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> so the other thing that I want to mention about coronavirus, um, I, Francis Collins, where did we see him? We saw him on some – was it on Colbert? It was on one of the talk shows. Mm, don't remember. Uh, uh, he is a director of the National Institutes of Health, um, and he <laughs> – he is very much a very he is a very strong Christian man, and he had a conversation with Jack Den- Jenkins, who I don't recall who Jack Jenkins is right offhand. But uh, Francis Collins said, "I do think it is not a stretch to say for all of us who have prayed for deliverance from COVID nineteen, the vaccines are the answer to that prayer. That is the way that God responds to our needs by working through human capabilities that we were given as a gift by the Creator." I just found, I mean, this is always the excuse, right? Well, you can't ask God. You ask God for a cure. Look around you. We're doing the. It just so happens God's a lazy fuck, and he doesn't actually do anything directly. He waits for you to take care of the problem yourself. Then it takes the credit. Yeah. Yeah. This argument gets me every time. Oh, well, maybe this is God, and you just are being blind. Well, it's maybe. a way better argument if, if the goal is to get vaccines in arms, though. Right, that's all I heard. I, I, I feel bad that I wasn't outraged like Ray Rice. All I heard was, this guy's trying to convince a bunch of dummies to please go get the shot. So he told him God made the shot. Right. I gotta say, that I'm works. looking in on this one. That's all I heard, too. <laughs> I took a much more irritated approach. <laughs> you really did? It was awesome. Uh, and by the way, uh, thank you, Jeff. Jack Jenkins is the reporter at Religion News Service. So th- mm. there you go. He was talking to the reporter uh, when he said this. I'm disappointed. I heard his name, and I was convinced he was a folk singer. <laughs> Could not. be that, too. You never know. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what other skills he has. Who am I? <laughs> All right, that's all like, I have. Having, having said that, before you yeah. go on, <laughs> would these people be more comfortable if, in order for the vaccine to work, it had to be blessed by a priest first? Like the like the actual <laughs> CDC was like, this will not work unless it's blessed by a priest. <laughs> I would. Would they take it then? I would really start questioning the CDC myself, but <laughs> well, maybe like maybe the CDC says this and then looks at us and kind of winks like. Don't worry. You, know, you can take it. Don't worry. Right. Just look at the camera and <laughs> wink. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, this thing is completely ineffective unless it's blessed first. Mm. And then they show, a, you know, priests blessing the vaccines as they come off a fucking conveyor belt or something. Well, you Would need, they then take it? You need more than just the Catholic priests, though. You also need, you know, the rabbi and the imam and, and yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. No, All right. this, this vaccine's totally kosher. Okay. And then as soon as the imam touches it, half the country is like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not getting your Sharia vaccine. The CDC goes, okay, fine. We'll have two lines. Two lines. One of the Muslims. Maybe that's a little, Just tell them that else. the shot cures COVID and atheism. Right. Three lines. Three lines. <laughs> they all take it. Like, uh, but in all, regardless, though, just imagine that the CDC said that. 
Mm. Would they believe that? At this point, I'm going to go with no. No. I, no, you don't think you don't. No, no, no. I don't even mean like say like the, like considering everything they believe. Why is this so hard to believe? If the CDC like this vaccine won't work unless it's blessed by a holy man. I don't know. At this point, every it just seems to be so much contrarian. I would have to say that they would, you know, the same group wouldn't believe it because it's an official, it's an authority, and they don't trust authority. Right. If Code Monkey, whatever the heck his name is, um, the Q doesn't say it, if it's not down the rabbit hole, they're not going to believe it. Well, he hasn't said shit in a while, but <laughs> supposedly he's active again somewhere. I saw a tweet earlier today. It was, it was. He's not on Twitter, but Code Monkey. 42? Like, and then NASA could, NASA could come out and be like, "Yeah, you know, the space shuttle doesn't go up unless we have a, pr- a priest come in and bless the shuttle real quick. <laughs> it won't even move." I, I don't <laughs> hate your plan, Jared. <laughs> Maybe throw in some odd incentives. Say, even if you are for abortion rights, if you come and get this shot. We'll give you communion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's some some elaborate incentivizing. No matter what country you're the president of, if you get this shot, we'll give you communion. <laughs> Good idea. Yep. Uh, all right, that's all I had about COVID. You you threw something in here that I don't know what it is, Jared. What, what do you have? Oh, my Milo story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Are we all up to date on who Milo Yiannopoulos is? Yes. I think we should give a very quick rundown thought, for anybody who hasn't listened to all of our episodes. I was going to say, I remember he was a thing, and then I thought, didn't Joe Rogan take him down? No, it was Bill Maher. Well, not really, but no, oh. it wasn't Bill. I'm sorry, it wasn't Bill Maher. Milo took himself down. Right. right. Uh, I thought it was on the Joe Rogan show when uh, Milo was like, are you sure it's not cool to be a pedophile? And Joe was like, it's not. <laughs> no, you're giving Joe Rogan way too much credit. He just he, sat there and He's a funny it. guy. He deserves a little bit of credit now and again. Well, he just sat there and nodded his head if this was the case. But either way, Milo got his start during Gamergate. I think he worked for uh, Steve Bannon. He might have written for Breitbart. But his whole shtick was, I'm super gay, and I'm also a Republican, and I love Trump, and I hate brown people, and I hate gay people. You know, that shtick, right? Then he made the comment about children should get molested by by priests or right. by older men and everyone was like well we even we got a line dude you're out of here plus you make us feel weird anyway so <laughs> you've done your part trump's already president get the fuck out of here yeah and milo was gone and got deplatformed and lost all his things and blah 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 well you know how i love to keep track of the intellectual dark web and keep tabs on these people i don't know if you know but recently milo had come out and said that he's not gay anymore He's, uh, he's, he's sought God out and changed his ways. No longer gay, right? So he's a good man now. Uh-huh. So okay. that story alone is dumb mm-hmm. because Milo is yeah. clearly still gay. Or we weren't sure, people weren't sure if he said he wasn't gay anymore, if he just wasn't having sex with men anymore. But either way, he's going down that route. So Milo, it did not do enough to pump any energy into his career and it just wasn't taking off like he had hoped. Nobody cared or nobody believed him. But some weird news outlets on the internet did, and one of them was called True News, which is a, uh, it's T-R-U, has nothing to do with True Network. Um, it's a religious news network. You know, the True News. <laughs> so, obviously, it's all bullshit news. Right, sure. Yeah. Anyway, Milo went on there and was talking about his miraculous awakening of becoming straight, and briefly mentioned that he noticed when he was gay... Dogs hated him. They would bark at him, and and anytime he'd be around a dog, a dog would hang him. But when he converted back to being straight, dogs like him now. 
So dogs can smell out the gay. Oh, wow. As well as drugs. And so he's implying now, you know, everybody. Meanwhile, the people interviewing him are like, oh, yes, yes. Oh, that. Please continue. This is good. (laughs) And he's telling this story with a straight fucking face. Dogs like him now. So, you know, you should join me in being non-gay and this and that. Now, that alone would be a funny story to talk about how Milo said dogs like him now. But it gets so much better because not everybody was buying this shit over at True News. Mm. (laughs) So, immediately after Milo leaving, everybody at True News caught COVID. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And was horribly sick. (laughs) And one of the people on True News came out and was like, I fully... Blame this on that gay guy, Milo Yiannopoulos, <laughs> because wow. he came in here and defiled us and the devil It comes in many forms. And Milo, you know, he came in here and started spouting his shit, but he's not really straight. He's definitely gay. And he brought the devil to our to our offices here at True News and gave us all sickness. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, and I was like, this poor fucker cannot get a break. <laughs> Not that he should. But no, he should not get a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Yiannopoulos's operating method, he is clearly does everything he can to get into the news. And it doesn't matter how bad it makes him look or how awful a person people think he is. He just wants to be in headlines. Yeah. yeah. He's a fan. And, and prior to, you know, prior to Trump getting voted in and a little bit after that, he was considered an intellectual. You know, oh, well, Milo said this, and Milo, you know, quoted this, and Milo has a take on this. But really, Milo was just the gay version of Candace Owens, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Oh, 100% yes. Yeah. There's no mistaking that. That's why he's nobody now. A straight guy who hates gay people, that doesn't pay. (laughs) No one wants that position. Yeah, That's a a dime a dozen. And he has no other skills besides, you know, trying to be a news story. speech? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know Ben Shapiro is considered an intellectual, too. Yeah. Please. But I thought that was the, a funny update on Milo and the downfall of his career. Yeah, did he divorce his husband? So, the re-downfall? <laughs> I, I don't know if he was actually married. And supposedly, in was October he? of 2017, according to Wikipedia, he was married oh. to his husband in Hawaii. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they just don't have sex. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe he's lying and just trying to get in the headlines. Well, they definitely don't have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so if I hear any other news, but that was that was about two weeks worth of Milo news I had absorbed, and I just love seeing these people just flounder about. He's something, and, and it's a, it's amazing that because apparently I'm thinking these these right wingers they hate gays more than they hate blacks. They really do mm. because I saw my other favorite IDW person, Dave Rubin. I think I talked to you about this where he had Ben Shapiro on his show, and. They seem to be getting along well, and Dave is gay, and Dave mentioned, well, you would go, you would invite me to your wedding, and Ben Shapiro looked at him like, would I? I don't know if I would, (laughs) because you're gay. (laughs) So, I'm calling it now. Dave Rubin is the next one to go ex-gay. The only thing that really shocks me about any of this is that there are still people willing to put him on their shows. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, true news is like, I never even heard of it. Until I heard this story. So it's got to be lower than Newsmax and lower than OAN. Sure. For sure. sure. Yeah. I saw his face on wander through Twitter when I was, you know, on there. So he, uh, he's getting a little bit of traction, but not a lot. Yeah, I'm also shocked when people refer to these things as, as news networks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're not even, don't even have a cable channel. Maybe, maybe OAN or Newsmax has like a slot on Roku. 
Maybe. But, like, you can't turn a channel and get it. We do have an update on the status of his husband as well. Thank you, Jeff. Um, he has stated that his husband has been demoted to housemate. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have been there for that conversation. Yeah. And be like, listen, husband, we got bills right. to pay. And I ain't making any money. <laughs> so I got to go straight. And you got to go down to housemate. <laughs> so you can still live here. We can still have sex. But I can never refer to you as my husband again. Right. <laughs> And since that guy married Milo, he's probably like, I'm totally cool with that. Yep. As long as we're getting paid. <laughs> uh, wow. He's something. Maybe Milo and Joey Salads could do their own, like, <laughs> ultra-conservative crossfire on YouTube. Joey Salads, the guy who pissed in his own other. mouth? Is that Joe? <laughs> jo- you talking about Joey Salads, the guy who pissed in his own mouth on yeah. video? Okay, I just wasn't sure which one you were talking about. <laughs> no, no, definitely that one. Okay. Wait, wasn't that Blippy? I don't know who Blippy is, but I know Joey Salad's pissed in his mouth, and I make sure to mention it every <laughs> Apparently, time. Apparently, that's an epidemic because Blippy is a children's entertainer who tried that route first before he became a children's entertainer. Oh, jeez, how'd that work out for him? Ah, <laughs> uh, he makes millions of dollars every huh. year. They let the the pissing in the mouth go, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Well, I don't. I got a Blippy bedtime storybook upstairs. There he is. Boom. That's Whoa, that Blippy. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? Children children three and under love the Blippi. I, I would never let you know a person what? that looked like that anywhere near a child, but okay. <laughs> I'm okay with this, because it looks like Blippi is just trying to make a buck and entertain children. Mm. He's not trying to yeah. spread evil messages like Joey Salads is. Right. No, yeah, Blippi's just, Blippi is a clown for children four and under. Mm. Like, he goes to, his whole channel is he goes to parks, playgrounds, and, uh, like, indoor playgrounds, and plays and like pseudo reviews them yeah and you go oh that place looks fun i would go there look at this guy he's got a beanie and a bow tie he looks like tucker carlson (laughs) except for kids i mean i'm sure your kids love him but dude how do you look at yourself in the mirror at night man (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i think it's when he falls asleep on his pile of money i guess piles of cash yeah i mean but do you think like he's got like hookers and blow all over the place but he's still wearing the blippy outfit all the time (laughs) a blippy motherfucker I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. But I do Didn't love Bert Ward and Adam West do that all the time. Probably. Yeah. He's worth sixteen million. Oh my god! Yep. I'm gonna start pissing in my mouth. Maybe I can turn that into a career. <laughs> but as I- long as you, you know, then parlay that into kids show host. Yeah. I do love though that anytime Joey Salas tweets, someone immediately tweets the video of him pissing in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't get any traction. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right. that, that was the show yeah, now. that was my Milo. Sure, sure. All right, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think that's all I got for this week. Uh, was there anything else? I'm spent. No, sir. Okie dokie. Uh, so that's all we got for this week. Uh, first, I want to uh, thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, and I uh, appreciate those of you who could join us tonight. Uh, Jeff, Pittsburgh atheist, uh, Grinch McScrooge, and Dustin. Appreciate you being here and uh, sharing information, fact checking us. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast. You can support it by sharing the podcast on social media, leaving a review for us, or join us on uh, Patreon And uh, as we record. It, uh, it's amazing the amount of images and comments that fly by as we are doing this show. If you want to contact us and, uh, and uh, can't join us on Discord, you can still post to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Uh, also, I'd like to encourage you to check out other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network, 
It is a podcasting network. You can find all the podcasts at soontobenamednetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. (laughs) 